As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and tune in for Inspired Conversations with publisher Linda Joy. On Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, Linda creates sacred space for leading female luminaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. A soulful venue where guests openly share the fears and obstacles they've overcome, wisdom and lessons learned, and the personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired Conversations to empower you on your path to authentic, soulful living. Welcome to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Linda Joy, publisher of Aspire Magazine, the premier inspirational, spiritual, and holistic magazine for women since 2006. I'm also the publisher at InspiredLivingPublishing.com, and I am passionate about bringing you conversations with women who have, you know, gone through the trenches of life and are using what I like to say their mess to make a magnificent difference in the world, right? I've always believed that our greatest lessons um, are for us to learn and grow from so that we can share them with others. And today's guest um, is joining me today to share her journey, but also the healing that she went through, and now her new book, which, as you'll discover in a moment, From Anxiety to Love, really captures and helps empower others who are dealing with anxiety. You know, I think a lot of us deal with fear and anxiety at some level, at one time or another in our lives. I know I have, but for so many It is a constant daily struggle that can really affect the quality of our lives. And today's guest shares her personal journey with debilitating anxiety, which, out of necessity, led her to become a licensed counselor and mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and led her to the study of A Course in Miracles. And today she's changing lives. I'm so excited to have Corinne Zipko with me the author of Anxiety to Love, a radical new approach for letting go of fear and finding lasting peace. As a licensed counselor and keynote speaker, she has helped thousands of individuals through her one-on-one counseling, weekly meditation classes for corporations, and the largest virtual conference of A Course in Miracles in the World through the organization Miracle Share International, which she co-founded. Welcome, Corinne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, I have your book in front of me, and as I shared with you off the air, 
um, it's so, so powerful because so many of us deal with anxiety, and I did for the first 25 years of my life, and I have family members that still do. So I love the angle that you come at it at, right, that you remind us that it's not our truth. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dive into that um, more in a moment, but bring us back to what led you to write this extraordinary book. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of born <laughs> with anxiety. It's something that I don't ever remember it not being there. I had my first psychiatric dose- diagnosis at the age of two, which was separation anxiety disorder. And I had lots of phobias growing up, lots of worry, lots of fear. I mean, we're to the point where I had an ulcer at the age of 12. So we're talking like high worry. And I was in therapy and counseling as a child and, you know, it helped a little bit. But when I got to college, I learned that a student who I did not know died very suddenly of meningitis and it freaked me out. I just remember feeling a spike of fear, but talking myself down, talking myself out of it only to be woken up at 3am that very next morning with a punch. I remember it felt like just a punch in my stomach of fear and terror. And I woke up shaking and sweating and feeling like I couldn't breathe. And I was in the middle of my very, very first panic attack. And it would not be my last panic attack. I would have panic attacks for years out of the blue during the day, sometimes at night. And it really became, you know, when it was happening, I hated it. I mean, for anybody who's listening, who's had a panic attack or had severe anxiety, you know that it's so hard to describe the depth of it to somebody who hasn't experienced that. It's like you get this tunnel vision where your awareness constricts on the fear. It constricts on the anxiety, and that just becomes your whole reality. It's like you lose awareness almost of what else is around you. So I was really in rough shape for a long time, I did start getting better when my mom actually introduced me. You mentioned A Course in Miracles. She introduced that book to me, that spiritual pathway. And I started finding that my anxiety was getting better. However, even after studying the course for about, I had about 11 years worth of study under my belt. In 2009, I found myself again in the middle of a thick, overwhelming, debilitating anxiety that lasted for a few weeks. And this was really triggered by being in a job that I really didn't want to be in anymore. And there were some other stressors going around. And I I kind of was like, how can this be happening again since I've been on this spiritual pathway? And, you know, I thought I was doing better because my fears were getting better. But what I found was that up until that point, I had really been using my spiritual pathway as more of a Band-Aid, as more of something that I went to to temporarily feel better and then go back to doing what I was doing. And it wasn't until I realized that I was doing that and I really started applying spiritual principles to my life and really started allowing my identity to shift from a small sense of self to something greater that I found that my anxiety really started to fall away and I started writing about what was helping me and the results is in the pages of From Anxiety to Love. It's all about 
the tools and principles of A Course in Miracles that helped me out of the debilitating anxiety that I've lived with for so many years. You know, I, I, as I said at the beginning of the call, Corinne, I believe that sometimes our mess was given to us because we're meant to be a messenger. Mm-hmm. And hearing your story, um, you were meant to be a messenger, mm-hmm. right? And and that's what I felt like in your book. It's like just I'm looking at the title, like from anxiety love. Isn't that what we want? Because you and I know that anxiety comes from fear-based thoughts, and mm-hmm. love is the truth of who we are. So. When I read your title, I'm like, yes. It's like, how do we get there, and how do we transition over? Yeah, yeah. And I, I love what you said about using your mess to make that magnificent difference because I so resonate with that, that we have an opportunity in our mess to truly help others because you know you know, we're not alone in our mess. There are many people out there who are in that mess who are searching for an answer so it is a blessing in disguise to go through these challenging times it is and that's what i i my whole life led me to the work i'm doing now i was a former welfare mom runaway queen of self-sabotage and here i am an inspirational best-selling publisher running an inspirational magazine i believe that my mess (laughs) of 20 or 30 years led me to this path because i have compassion and empathy for women who struggle with whatever issues they're struggling with because I once struggled with them, right? So my mess is my message, Yeah, right? beautiful. Yeah, so, you know, in the book you say that even though this anxiety journey that you just shared with us was one of the most terrifying experiences of your life, it's become your greatest teacher. Let's talk a little more um, on a deeper level about that. How do you mean that? So... The anxiety and really any painful experience in our life, for me it was anxiety, was an incredible catalyst for me to find another way. It brought me to my knees and I was just, I had to just like almost release myself to it and say, okay, like, you know, what is this? Is there something here that I can learn? Is there something here that I can be, you know, that I can take away, that I can be taught? And Instead of hating the painful experience, instead of hating the anxiety, which I initially did, that didn't change anything. If anything, it made the anxiety worse. It made the pain worse because I was coming at it with this energy of just not wanting it to be there. So instead, shifting into accepting that, okay, you know, this is here, and rather than see this as the greatest thorn in my side, I'm going to let it teach me. I'm going to let it lead me to just a new thought system. And that's where this thought system, this new approach through A Course in Miracles came to me because the anxiety motivated me to be willing to try anything. It opened me up to be willing to drop all of my beliefs, my preconceived notions, at least to look at them, if not to drop them, you know, to question everything. So in that way, it was such a wonderful teacher for me because, again, it really brought me to where I am today. And like we were saying earlier, there are no accidents, right? We are being right. led to this place. We're going to jump to a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about what you feel is the biggest lesson you've learned through your journey with anxiety. And I'll be back in a moment with Corinne Zepko of FromAnxietyToLove.com. A Conscious Lifestyle for a Mindful Life. Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. 
Ladies, your story has the power to transform lives. Four-time best-selling boutique publishing company, Inspired Living Publishing, is dedicated to sharing women's stories of hope, love, and transformation with the intention to inspire and empower their readers to believe in the power of possibility. Share your story in an upcoming print or Kindle project. Visit inspiredlivingpublishing.com today. Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Ohm Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.ohmtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business. Do you have time to read that inspiring book? that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth radio is conscious living for your soul every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food than we know what to do with in this country, yet 17 million kids in America are struggling with hunger. Makes no sense. Luckily, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Hey, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is OTRFM, part of the IOM Radio Network. Welcome back. Today we are talking with um, Corinne Zepko, and we're talking about anxiety, love, fear, messes, right, and how we can transition through um, when we are um, find ourselves in the midst of fear and anxiety. So, Corinne, what is the biggest lesson you've learned? through this journey? That's a great question. The biggest lesson that I've learned from the anxiety issues that I've had is that my small sense of self, my identity as Corinne is not who I am. I truly, truly believe and know, and I don't, I'm not saying I'm there or I'm perfect at this, but this is where I'm continually growing into we, what we truly are is that eternal, safe, innocent, pure, loving being that, that is, again, eternal. That's who we are, and it's not this small sense of self. So anxiety has really taught me that we're not separate from one another. We're not separate from love. We're never alone. We can always turn to this love. We can always turn to this guidance that we have within. And I like to say, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, that as we remember our true self, the anxiety has to fall away. And so just this idea. So my biggest lesson learned is that, you know, my small sense of self is not who I am. And as, as we remember our true self, the anxiety has to fall away. I also learned, and this is getting me so excited because I'm just so passionate about this, that the voice of anxiety or the voice of fear in our mind is just one voice that's there. We have this other voice of love that we can choose in any given moment to turn to, to experience those shifts and those miracles. So I've learned big lessons. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a powerful one. As I shared when we were off the air, um, you know, this is something, learning how to decipher the voice of fear um, and love is something I believe, you know, from the moment we're born, we have to exist in this world. So we're always bombarded with those anxiety-producing thoughts, especially now more than ever with social media. And a lot of the entrepreneurs, because I support a lot of heart-centered entrepreneurs, they always ask the question, well, Linda, how do you decipher if, when it's fear speaking and when it's love speaking, what would you say to that question, Corinne? I love that question, and I actually talk about this in the book. And this actually comes from um, another spiritual teacher by the name of John Mark Stroud, and I share a link to my podcast with him. One of the ways that I just love deciphering between that fear voice and that love voice is to actually do a meditation practice where you ask, Spirit, you ask your inner teacher, direct my attention to the place in my body where I can most easily attune to you. And as you pause and as you just allow your attention to be directed to that place in your body, you might find like, oh, you know, it's my gut or it's my heart, or maybe I've heard people who are massage therapists or Reiki practitioners say that they brought their attention to their hands, and so that might be where they sense the voice of love. We actually, it's not so much a voice that we hear as it is a feeling that we have in our body. So at the same time, distinguishing between that voice of fear and love, we're so well acquainted with the voice of fear, sometimes we don't even realize that we're, you know, feeding it, because that voice of fear are those thoughts in our minds that tell us, we're not good enough. We should be further along than we are. We should be this. We should be that. Um, those judgment thoughts, those self-condemnation types of thoughts, that's all the voice of fear. The voice of love is quiet, but it's always there. It's the ego, the fear voice speaks first, but the love, the loving voice within us always 
answers. It is always there. We just have to be able to, again, tune in. And that's why I like this practice of really coming into your body to, to ask spirit to guide you to that place in your body where you can most easily sense that voice of love come through. For me, it's kind of like a, the center of my core, like my, my solar plexus area is where I, where I feel that, that resonance type of guidance. Yeah, the solar plexus is where I usually will feel that first tingle of anxiety. And and now because, you know, like you, I have the spiritual tools, I recognize it quicker now than I did in my 30s, right, where it took hold. I go, oh, what's coming up, darling? You know, and I speak to it. Like I don't run from the fear anymore. I speak, mm-hmm. I speak to it as if it's a four-year-old child. Mm-hmm. You know, our fear wants to be heard. And... One of the things that I used to change my life is I had, like you, had to learn how to re-script because if you only know fear and anxiety from a young age, as you and I both did, it's all, I'll speak for myself, it's all I knew how to operate mm-hmm. in the world. And so a little different um, um, ritual than you, but it was really communicating with it and then learning for me, learning to decipher the love and fear I came to this description that love only feels expansive, exhilarating, makes you feel empowered, loved, and nurtured. Fear is Mm -hmm. restriction, constriction, makes you feel less than, and that's how I knew in my body. Like, so I love that you tune into your body too, because I would feel those things in my body and go, oh no, this isn't how love would speak to me. Mm. I love that. And I love how you said that you no longer would run from the fear. You'd instead communicate with it. And I think that that's such an important point for folks that when we feel an unpleasant feeling or an unple- have an unpleasant state, our knee-jerk reaction is to just want to push it away. We just want to make it go away because it hurts. You know, it doesn't feel good. And yet what you're saying, and I totally agree with, is that we actually need to stop and turn toward the fear. What, what's going on? You know, where do I feel it in my body? And I'll share a very specific example. I used to wake up with a ton of early morning anxiety. So I would wake up in the morning, and for no reason, I would just feel that constriction that you just described, that sort of I'd have a tightness in my chest. And for a long time, I'd run away from it. I'd just jump out of bed, distract myself, you know, start doing things. And what I realized I needed to do was actually turn toward it. And I would, in my mind, I'd say, okay, you know, voice of love within me, I'm willing to look at what is coming up in me. I'm willing to look at this fear with you. What do I need to learn? What do I need to see? And oftentimes it was as simple as turning toward it, just like the sun burns away fog, just by not running from it it would sort of fizzle away because it was almost like the avoidance of it was fueling it and keeping it going. So I'm so glad you said that point about not running from it anymore because I think that that's a really, really important point. I think it's key. And as I said, you work with, with anyone that suffers from anxiety. And for me, the word anxiety means fear, right? I work with a lot of house-centered entrepreneurs who are all mission-driven, all females, and they have to deal with fear in regard to keeping them small in their business and in life, right? So an article I just wrote for Home Times Magazine just came out a couple of weeks ago, it's exactly this. It was on sacred visibility, how healing your fears will help you shine your light 
angled towards entrepreneurs because that's who I love serving so that they can spread their message, right, like you. I want to help empower women like you to spread their message. But the, the two-part process I share is you have to embrace your fears and talk to them. And it was the number one thing that I know helped me shift my life and get my life back. And I'm 55 now, so 30 years were dealing with anxiety, and the last 25 years have been learning how to turn around and look at it and talk to it, like I said earlier, as a four-year-old child. And mm-hmm. with your clients and with the work that you do, want you do they struggle when you, when you say, well, we want you to look at the fear? Because I think we're taught by society, don't feel that, stuff it down, don't look at it, it's going to get bigger. Don't you, do you find that they, they challenge you and go, but I don't want to look at it? Yeah, because it's so scary. It feels like this big monster, you know, within us that's just waiting to explode if we, if we pay attention to it. We are absolutely taught in our cultural messages to just avoid, avoid, avoid. You know, we want, we want all the pleasure, we want all the, what feels good, but we don't want to feel what's bad. And the part of my training has been in these mindfulness-based practices and in mindfulness, we're taught that if we, if you think of like a wave, like an ocean wave in nature, the wave has the top, the crest, and then it has the, the bottom part of the wave. I think it's called the trough. And it's just, you know, up and down, up and down. If we aren't letting ourselves feel the down parts, so let's call that sadness or let's call that fear. If we stunt that part, in nature, what happens if you interrupt one part of a wave? You know, if you're interrupting the bottom part, the top part is not going to be as high. You're not going to experience as full of a range of emotions or as satisfying. You know, it, happiness isn't going to be as happy <laughs> if we're not feeling everything that's coming up and giving attention and treating it as gently, like you said, as that, that four-year-old child. So there is definitely pushback for that I've heard folks say from not wanting to feel it. And what I always emphasize is be so gentle with yourself. If feeling it means it can only last 10 seconds, that's beautiful. Start, start there. Start small. But remember that when you're feeling it, the key practice with A Course in Miracles is to remember that you're not looking at your fear alone. You have love's presence right there by your side. You don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to look at the fears alone. If you can imagine this warm, loving presence, being willing to look at those fears with you, that, in my experience, took away a lot of the terror of feeling my feelings, of, of looking at that. Oh, it's so true. It is so true. And like you said, um, when you first share with someone, okay, let's look at your fears, they're like, no, it's, they're going to eat me, you know, like the <laughs> giant monster. And as you said, when we look at it, from the, a different light and turn and face it, what happens when we face anything? It gets smaller. Yeah. Right? And one of the things that helped me, thankfully, because of an amazing counselor who I know came into my life 30 years ago, and before I was on the spiritual path, I could see she was. In other words, I was led to her for a reason. And she said to me, write a letter. It's really what you said earlier, just a little different. And she said, name them. Name what you feel. And I named what I now know I was naming was fear and anxiety. I didn't call it that at the time. I called it red. And then the happy love feelings I called white. So every time I wrote red says, white says. And, Corinne, what happened over time 
and I, it's just going back 30 years. This is, I can't even believe I'm having this memory. What happened is suddenly, as I faced the fears, that red, that white became one. It became pink. Mm. And I, didn't, I see this now. I see that moment now very clearly. At the time I was transitioning through understanding all these journaling concepts, I didn't see what was happening. I could feel it on a visceral level, but now looking back, I'm like, holy moly, as my granddaughter would say. Um, do you see what happened? It's the same thing that happens with you, your clients, right? They start speaking to their fear, and it becomes more loving and gentle, and it doesn't seem as scary. That's beautiful. That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> your story about the color and, and love being white and then it sort of sort of integrating. So yeah. yeah. And I haven't thought that. of that in thirty years. It just came up because of this conversation and I um so thank you for that beautiful memory. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so we're gonna take another break and when we come back I read in your book that you said that inner peace isn't an event, it's a process. And as soon as I read that I'm like, Yes. Yes, it's a process. It's maybe never-ending in, in your mind's eye, but it is a process. There's sometimes not an end point because we're always existing in this world. So when we come back, I want to talk um, more about that, and I'll be back in a moment with Corinne Zepko of FromAnxietyToLove.com, the author of Anxiety to Love, a radical new approach for letting go of fear and finding lasting peace. We'll be back in a moment. Free your mind. Expand your soul. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Experience a homecoming to your heart. In the foreword of Dr. Deborah Rebel's new book, Being Love, how loving yourself creates ripples of transformation in your relationships and the world, Marcy Shimoff shares, the answer to our inner longing isn't finding love, it's being love. The practices that Dr. Deborah presents in Being Love are keys to opening your heart and receiving your divine birthright as a physical manifestation of love. Her techniques developed over years of successful private practice with her clients and from her extensive training in multiple disciplines are accessible, compassionate, and effective. Her message is powerful, and if you allow it, will change your whole life. Order your copy of Being Love today at beinglovebook.com and receive over 45 transformational gifts. Being Love is brought to you by Inspired Living Publishing. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Ohm Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Hi everyone, this is Shay Parker, the host of Best of the Best, which airs live right here on IOM Radio every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm super excited to bring you expert guest hosts, spiritual discussions, free psychic readings, and so much more. I can promise that you will not want to miss this one-of-a-kind, fun, yet touching, down-to-earth show. Join us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on OTRFM. This is Shay Parker, and I can't wait to see you there. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Alinda Joy. So, Corinne, right before the break, um, I mentioned that I read in the book that you had mentioned that inner peace is not an event, it's a process. I love that. That really resonated on a deep level with me. So please explain what you meant for our listeners. Yeah, so inner peace isn't just something that we get and obtain forever. (laughs) I think that that's actually kind of dangerous in a way because we think, oh, I have inner peace now. I am enlightened. Who's thinking that? It's probably the small self. So I like thinking about inner peace being this process where we're constantly growing and we, we make it, we hit new planes. We, you know, elevate our, our energy, our vibration. Although there maybe have been individuals who've had a spiritual awakening and were healed of anxiety, perhaps instantly, for most of us and for myself, this process is gradual. We're getting used to listening to that voice of love in our minds. We're getting used to choosing it. And there's a learning that takes place in that. So I really like to think about this process of healing as like an onion. And at the center of the onion, so all the layers of the onion are our fear layers. At the center of the onion is actually love. So as we peel back one layer at a time, as we look at our fears with our inner guidance, with our voice of love in our mind, we're shedding those layers of fear and getting closer and closer to the love that we're made of. And as you can imagine, this is a process. So now, to get, give a concrete example, I don't get panic attacks anymore. Actually, I'm doing things that I never thought I would be capable of. For instance, 
I have now been flying across the country by myself in a plane without my husband, without a tranquilizer, <laughs> and, and feeling completely peaceful even when turbulence happens. That, to me, I still, I still get on a flight and I experience that. I'm like, wow, like, this is really, really different. Um, that didn't happen overnight at, by any means. It was something gradual that happened. But does that one example indicate that, like, I'm totally healed in all areas? Of course not. Of course there's always going to be continual growth in other areas of being able to, to release fear. So the panic attacks, the acute anxiety has fallen away for me at this point. But I still, you know, one of the deeper teachings that that comes from A Course in Miracles is that we're not these bodies. I'm still learning that I'm not current. <laughs> I'm still learning that I am love. That's definitely still a process, you know, that I'm that I'm in. So it is gradual and we have to honor that process. And the moment we get caught in thinking I should be further along the pathway than I am, that's just the voice of fear trying to come along on the journey again. That's just that ego voice and we can just look at it lovingly and say, oh, you know, thanks for that, but no thanks. I'm not going to hang on to that thought, and I'm going to choose to, you know, come back to love. That's beautiful. And what a milestone, right, to be able to fly by yourself in peace. I mean, that's a milestone for someone that struggles with extreme anxiety. So, yay. Yay is right. It's like night and day. If you could have seen me, I used to always write, a goodbye letter. Like before I got on a flight, every single time I'd write a letter to my family, like telling them how much I love them. I didn't even think about doing that. I just got back, um, I guess like a week and a half ago from San Francisco. And I didn't even think about doing that before I left. It just wasn't even a possibility. You know, it wasn't even something that I needed to do. So it, it is a big milestone for sure. Oh, I'm so excited for you because imagine it's only going to get better, as you just said, because it's a process and a constant unfolding. And I want to talk about something in case our listeners aren't sure Mm -hmm. what it is, because your perspective on healing from anxiety is chiefly inspired by A Course in Miracles. So for the listeners who, who aren't sure what that is, please explain what A Course in Miracles is. Yes. So A Course in Miracles is a book. You can get it anywhere that books are sold. But I actually, I had just returned from San Francisco because I spoke at a big Course in Miracles conference. And one of the presenters there actually said that the course isn't so much a book as it is a portal to a new awareness, to a new thought system. And I love that because it's so true. It is the, the text, the actual book itself is divided into three parts. There's a textbook, a workbook, and a manual for teachers. The text is theoretical. The workbook has a lesson for every day of the year, like a meditation. And the manual for teachers is for all of us because we're all teachers and learners in every situation that we're in. So I always recommend to folks that they begin with the manual for teachers because it's actually much more easy to read than the rest of the book. But It is a spiritual pathway. It's one of many spiritual pathways, and it happened to be the pathway that really clicked for me, that really worked for me. I actually have it in my hands. So um, the funny thing is, and tell me if you experience this, the first time I picked this book up, God, I think I bought this back around the time of seeing the council, 25 years, maybe 20. And I was like, the first time, you know, I'm like, what? 
<laughs> like it was like mm-hmm. g- going over my head, and I put it on the shelf, and I've purged my bookshelves. You don't want to know how many times because I'm a book geek, so I'm a big collector of spiritual and personal development books, and I've never purged that book. And about eight years ago, it was calling my name. And this time, it was like, oh, my God, I think you just want to absorb every, every word, right? And then I put it aside again. But because I got your book about 10 days ago, I said, where is that book? And it's been on my desk, and now I know I'm being led to pick it back up again. So thank you for that. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, but can, can you relate to that part of it? First oh, you go, yes. oh, my God, what is, he, what is it talking about, the teachings talking about? Because there is no person attributed to writing this book. So, you know, right. most it's people look for an author. That's not what this is. This is a spiritual yeah, guidebook. Yeah, it's a channeled work. I absolutely relate to that because I will still read something and my underline of that sentence, I underlined it like maybe five or ten years ago. So I know I've read it before, but now I read it again and it's like, oh, that's what that means. I didn't understand it as much then. The course is like almost holographic like that where at first I'd open it up and I'd be like, what? (laughs) You know, you have no idea what it's talking about, but the little bits and pieces that I did understand brought me so much peace that that really motivated me to keep studying it further. So someone had reached out to me and she was like, Oh, you know, I was an English major and I'm sure I'll be fine with it. And then she wrote me back. She's like, forget the English major. Like I have no idea what this is saying because it really is teaching us a whole new thought system. And we will, if you're drawn to study it, whoever's drawn to study it, you will get it eventually. And that's, there's also so much support online. And I even have a Sunday night free study group that I do over the phone um, every Sunday. So there's lots of support out there for understanding. And my book really, I've been told even for people who are familiar with the course has helped them to make connections with some of the course teachings that they weren't clear on before. Yeah. And I, and that's why I wanted to bring this up because I, I didn't want someone to pick it up, be overwhelmed and judge themselves for that. Right. Yeah. That it's okay. Just sit with it and read it in the way that feels good to you and just sit with it. Um, I love your suggestion too. And so I just put a little tab here. So you say if you, to start with a manual for teachers, cause it's a little more, what is that mm-hmm. the, a good way to start for someone that's brand new to it? I think so. Because okay. it's written, the way it's written is just a little bit more digestible. The text is so theoretical that it can be a little challenging. So the Manual for Teachers is a great place to start reading. And, of course, the workbook lessons are nice and, you know, short, and it's just one a day. But um, I definitely recommend starting with the manual. Oh, great, because I just put a little heart post-it note in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I always, when I get little intuitive nudgings, um, I follow them. I listen. You know, so um, this magical book is back out again for me. I love how you just said intuitive nudging because I I always talk about those as intuitive hits. And I'm just glad that you mentioned that and just want to raise that for folks that that is the voice of love in you. You know, that's that voice of love speaking. And so just like you said, I pay attention to that. I really encourage everybody to pay attention to that because we all get those nudges. And we get better at identifying those nudges the more we pay it. Those nudgings and following them. It, let me say this. The nudgings do not have to make sense in the moment. And sometimes they don't. 
but I found that when you follow them, love is always leading the way, and learning to trust them is love saying, will you trust me to take the next step even when you can't see it? Because ego is the only one, and fear is the one that says, well, wait a minute, why are you going to take that step? Do you know what's going to happen after, you know, for the next five steps ahead? And fear doesn't like when we can't see the next steps ahead, right? Yeah. Um, so following the nudgings, you know, or the soul giggles, for me, I noticed, and I'd probably been doing, following it deeply for 20 years and learning to really trust it was the more I listened, even when I was afraid and just followed the nudgings, the deeper the channel became, the stronger the messages became, and now it's instant. I don't doubt it anymore because I learned to build my faith and trust muscles. I have to reinforce what you're saying because this is so, so important that that it's like if, if people who are listening remember the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he's at the – toward the end of the movie and he has to step out onto what looks like nothing. It's just like this vast chasm that kind of has way down and he takes a leap of faith and steps out and finds that beneath him there's a bridge. Yes. and. This is how these intuitive nudgings that you are describing, this is how I initially got my dream job. This is how I, I then quit that job later down the road. This is how I met my husband. This is how I got the book deal. These trusting those intuitive nudges, you said this beautifully, even more than the ego voice that's saying, well, that might not be a good idea because what if this happens or what if that happens? It is all about learning how to trust those intuitive nudgings and to go with it because we find when we go with it that we are supported and we then, you know, our career unfolds, things flow, and there's such a joy in, in what we do. Oh, and you said one of my favorite words is, like, miracles happen, right? And yes. Let's go to all, because this is one of my favorite topics. So let's take a final break, and we'll spend the last um, segment talking about what is a miracle? Can anyone experience them? I'm raising my hands to say, yes, 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 you can. And I know you're raising your hand. And I'll be back in a moment with Corinne Zupko of FromAnxietyToLove.com. And we're going to be talking about miracles. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. We can all use a little more peace and joy in our lives. Don't you agree? Counselor, best-selling author, and self-nurturing expert Kelly Grimes of CultivatingPeaceAndJoy.com is passionate about empowering overwhelmed and exhausted women to live with more peace, joy, and meaning through the practice of self-nurturing. Through her experience working with individuals, speaking, providing workshops, and teaching professional and leadership development to forward-thinking organizations, Kelly knows that nurturing peace in the world begins from the inside out. That's why she created the free Cultivating Peace and Joy mobile app that brings you beautiful self-nurturing reminders, guided meditations. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply empowering practice tools and daily prompts with an inspiring question to guide your daily self-nurturing practice download your free cultivating peace and joy mobile app today at cultivatingpeaceandjoy.com are you trying to get from point a to point b and need a little advice connect with the counselors at ohm times advisors whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive the advisors participating at advisors.omtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business. Me, a cat moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Hi, you're listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Linda Joy. And with me today is the author of... Anxiety to Love, A Radical New Approach for Letting Go of Fear and Finding Lasting Peace, Corinne Zupko. And we're about to talk about one of my favorite topics, miracles. So, come on, fill us in, Corinne. What, <laughs> what is your version? What do you say a miracle is in your eyes? As, as you're saying how much you love talking about miracles, if you could see me, I'm like bouncing up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Miracles, according to A Course in Miracles, we can think about miracles in two different ways. The most popular way that folks in the Course community think about miracles are shifts in perception from a fearful thought system to a loving thought system. So a shift in perception from fear to love. That moment that we have that restored sense of love in our hearts, that moment that we feel that restored peace and we're pulled out of the fear. That's one way of thinking about a miracle. But actually, in A Course in Miracles, the much more frequently used definition of a miracle is an expression of love. So there's a part in the very beginning of the course that says, if miracles do not happen, something has gone wrong. And if you think about it, if we're not expressing love, Something's gone wrong. What's gone wrong? We're just listening to the ego again. We're just experiencing that fearful voice again. So it's our job as miracle workers to hold our minds in a state of miracle readiness, of really being willing to give whatever's coming up within us to our inner teacher, to our, you know, our higher mind, and just constantly be open for allowing this expression of love to come through us. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't feel our feelings. You know, with everything we talked about already, when the difficult feelings come up, we actually do need to feel them. We need to look at those, you know, with our, with our inner teacher. I call it your inner therapist in, 
in the book. Um, so it's not that we're not talking about like putting on a happy face and just like, you know, choosing to be loving no matter what we have to be where we are. But these are the, the definitions of miracles and miracles are spontaneous. They're not under our control. They just want to come out. They just want to be expressed. And so when we get into this state where I think what we talked about in the last segment of following those intuitive nudges, I believe that that sets us up for being these open channels for allowing the miracles to flow through us, for allowing that love to, throw, to flow through us. And it helps us to, again, then see with fear, with love instead of with fear to have that perspective shift. Oh, I love that. So I want to repeat it because it says the expression of love is an external miracle. And this occurs every time we extend love to another. I thought that was so beautiful because that is the essence of who we are. Yes. And we just yes. forget that. We do. We but, forget that constantly. <laughs> yeah, and, and the beautiful thing is that I'm sure every single listener right now can think of a moment where they were, as my friend, good friend, intuitive psychologist, Dr. Deborah Rebel says, she says, you know it when you're flowing in love, right? Flowing, it's like this energy is going through you and out to the world, and it's love, and it feels like a flowing energy. I love her description. Each of us on this, listening to the show right now, we can remember at least a moment where we felt that in our bodies, in our essence. That's what we're talking about, that feeling of being so aligned and connected with the essence of love, which is life force energy. It's the divine. That's everything. That is everything. It is who we are. And we can wake up to that here and now. So everybody can experience these things. Everybody can experience miracles. We just need to have the willingness. We just need to have that willingness to open ourselves up to a new way of seeing, to a new way of being. It's so true. When you use the phrase um, opening up, I, that's what I find, you know, a lot of people still struggle with is, you want me to be vulnerable? Because opening up means letting something in, letting down your guard, right? And so anytime I use that term with someone, they go into, someone's struggling with fear and anxiety, right? They go into that, like, panic mode, like, vulnerability? I can't do that. Authenticity? That really scary. I don't want someone to see me for who I am. Do you notice that whole, um, those whole triggers around vulnerability and authenticity tie into this whole anxiety and fear also? Absolutely, absolutely, because we want to often put on just a happy face and have everybody think that everything's okay. And there then becomes this fear that if I am authentic, if I am vulnerable in front of somebody else, that they're going to either reject me or judge me or, you know, make fun of me in some way. When in fact, what ends up happening and what has happened in my experience, the, the more open, like when I, before this book came out and I've been, you know, blogging about anxiety and about A Course in Miracles, and then even as the book has come out, I can't tell you how many people that I know from high school and from college and just other people that I meet who have said, Corinne, you know, me too. Like I've struggled with anxiety or I've struggled with depression. And like you, I just put on that happy face also and hit it really, really well. So the more authentic and vulnerable that we can be, that more, the more authentic we can even be with ourselves. That's the first part in being authentic is being honest with ourselves and not 
lying to ourselves. If we're not doing good, it's okay to say to yourself, you know what, I, I'm not doing so hot, and I, I need a shift. You know, I want something to to shift here, and I, I want to do some work to, to get that shift. Um, we do have to be authentic with ourselves first, and then, you know, it, it sort of naturally flows to be able to be authentic with with others, and that often leads to really great experiences where others are able to open up and be their authentic selves. And we find that we can actually find ourselves feeling grounded in our authenticity because we're real. We're being real. We're not putting up a a happy face, you know, to the world. Oh, so, so true. And this really resonates. Everything I do in my work, like our publishing company, we use a writing model called authentic storytelling. Because I truly believe, like you just stated so beautifully, that when we show up in our full, authentic, beautiful, radiant self, we are tuned in with love, right? So when we show up from that place, that's when we can attract the ideal relationships, jobs, everything, because we're showing up in a high vibration, which is, tr- which is our truth. We're not showing up hiding behind a mask and wondering why life doesn't go smoothly. It's because the divine and all the things that are meant to come to us can't get to us because we're hiding behind a mask. Yeah. If I can add also, since you work with entrepreneurs, and I'm sure many of those entrepreneurs are speakers or are aspiring speakers. Yes. In my experience, I found when I was initially speaking about this, I be describing, you know, my first panic attack or the challenges of what it was like to go through this early on. And I'd find myself getting choked up and holding back my tears. I'd hold back my feelings. I'd pause and take a couple of deep breaths. I realized, I was like, I, I ultimately questioned, why am I, why am I holding myself back? Why am I not just allowing my emotion to show? And as I, in my speaking, if the emotion comes up and I get teary or I, I cry a little bit or I say, you know, I'm getting so emotional right now talking about this. That's enhanced my speaking tenfold. That brings the audience with me into the experience because they can relate. You know, they felt those things too. So for your audience, I definitely want to emphasize that that authenticity, getting honest with yourself, being honest with others and being honest with the emotion that comes up as you're speaking and not feeling like you have to hide that or, you know, a need to, quote-unquote, be professional, it's going to make you a better speaker also, oh, for sure. Oh, m- most definitely. And I do a, um, a summit. I probably I think it's in its seventh season now. So I've interviewed probably 240 um, spiritual and um, heart-centered female entrepreneurs over the years. You don't want to know how many times I've cried on the ear, mm. or they have, right? Because it's like deep, intimate conversations, and I want to feel what I feel. But mm-hmm. So that really resonates with me because those are the kind of women and entrepreneurs and guests that I want I, because I believe the more of us who show up in our full glory, you know, good, bad, and the ugly, show up authentically, we can inspire others to do the same, to say it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to let your guard down. It's okay to open your heart. Right, because I think I'm yeah. so passionate about the story you just shared about speaking from stage and showing your truth, is because I also remember what it's like to hide behind the mask for 30 years of my life, in mm-hmm. in showing up in life and in the world in a way that I thought everyone wanted me to be instead of the truth of who I am. So mm-hmm. that's why, honestly, I do this radio show 
can publish my magazine, write the books, because I want them to meet women like you. I want them to read empowering books like From Anxiety to Love because this message needs to be heard. So I'm so excited that we have this time together. I'm like, oh, my God, I could go for another hour. What do you mean time's up? (laughs) (laughs) This is such a beautiful, beautiful conversation that I'm honored to share with my audience, and I just know that so many are going to resonate with the show, Corinne, but also your book. And again, everyone that's from Anxiety to Love, A Radical New Approach for Letting Go of Fear and Finding Lasting Peace, and you can visit Corinne at fromanxietytolove.com, and be sure to grab a copy. It's powerful. And I want to thank you, Corinne, for being here today, just for having the courage to show up in the world and, mm-hmm. and you know, share your truth. Thank you so much. You are such a light, and you're doing such incredible work in this world. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me the opportunity to be here with you today. Oh, you're welcome. And, everyone, I hope you can tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern for more inspiring conversations. Until next time, choose joy, choose love, choose happiness, my friends. Thanks for listening to Inspired Conversations with publisher Linda Joy. Join our sacred space every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern and meet leading female visionaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. Inspired Conversations with Linda Joy is a soulful venue where guests share the obstacles they've overcome, along with wisdom and lessons learned on their personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired Conversations to empower you on your path to authentic and soulful living. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.